Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. Welcome to Closer Look. I'm Ed Lenane here in Washington at the Capitol Hill office of Congressman Dan Lipinski, who represents Illinois' 3rd District. The congressman serves on the House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee. Within that, he does work on three subcommittees, including chairs, the Railroads, uh, Pipelines, Hazardous Materials Subcommittee. He's also a member of the Committee on Science, Space, and Technology, being a senior member for Research and Technology. Congressman is married to uh, Judy, and thank you for having us uh, stop by to visit you in your office today. Well, it's good to have you here. I am uh, especially uh, kind of almost laughing over my shoulder. I see your face on a box of Wheaties, uh, the award that you received, I think, for technology, right? So that's a good look. I, I love that. That's, that's my favorite. That's why it's uh, front and center here, <laughs> my face on a box of Wheaties from the, uh, from the Science Coalition for work I've done for uh, science. Science and scientific research. That's good stuff. Well, congratulations on your recent re-election to Congress. That makes it now eight terms in office for you. You took over the seat actually from your your dad, Bill, back in 2005. So combined with his years in Congress, the Lipinski name has been been a big imprint on the 3rd District now for almost three decades, right? Well, yeah, and it uh, really goes back to my father always sort of taught me, and I don't know how much he actually said to me or is just watching him, that uh, he just believed that an elected official's job is to help people. And that's sort of the way that uh, I've, I've looked at it also. It, that, that's the bottom line. Um, elected to serve and to, to help people in the, the best way that, that I can. And, uh, you know, it, it's uh, just a privilege to be able to represent the uh, constituents of the 3rd District. Well, you are climbing up the seniority list within the House, which I think in this era of, you know, constant chatter about term limits, uh, that's not an easy thing to do. But I would imagine that you see your experience as perhaps a plus in terms of being able to get things done. Well, I, it, it certainly is. And, and I think experience really is helpful in understanding the, the issues and understanding how to get things done, get things through the, the process here in, in the House. So I, I think experience is really necessary uh, if you're going to be doing a good job here in Congress. I think it is very helpful. But, uh, you know, coming in as, a, as, my, as an engineer, as a former political science professor, I know those two things don't sound like they go together, but I have two... <laughs> Degrees in engineering, and that's my, my love of uh, for my love of science and technology, you know, come in. But uh, I also have a PhD in, in political science. Was teaching uh, political science uh, before I was elected to, to Congress, and uh, I I just always believed in, in service, and that's I, I was brought up at home, school, and at, at church. Uh, I learned that uh, you should serve people in whatever way that you can. And I'm uh, just been blessed to have the opportunity to serve people, you know, serve my students as a uh, as a teacher, as a professor, and now serve the uh, the people of their district. You know, we have so many labels in the world of politics. No matter which party you know that you belong to, as a member of the Democratic Party, if you were to give yourself a label to define the kind of representative you are. 
What would that be, and has that changed at all since you first came to Congress? Well, I, I like to call myself a, uh, a common-sense congressman. Uh, I, I'd say that I'm, I'm a pragmatist. Uh, I want to get things done. Um, I don't feel that my constituents send me here to Washington just to yell and scream. I think people who yell and scream usually are people who are not getting, getting much done. I, I know that compromise is often you know, considered by many to be a dirty word, but compromise is, is essential to getting anything done in, in government. And so it's unfortunate that uh, a lot of people, I think, in elected office don't feel that way anymore. Uh, you can hold to your principles and compromise to get things done. I, I don't think that's a contradiction. Have, having principles, I, I hold very strongly to, to my principles, but I also understand compromise is important to, uh, to pass legislation and, and help people out. You know, I was preparing for our time today. About that same time, I was reading a poll from the Associated Press. Over 60% of Democratic voters wanted changes made to how the government works. 52% of Republicans agreed with that. Uh, 70% said they had little or no influence on how government works. So from your perspective as an ever-increasing, more senior member of Congress, how do you react to hearing something like that? Well, I, th- I think people are, are frustrated because they don't see a lot getting done. And they have politicians who promise them on both sides, who promise them everything and, and don't deliver. And they d- get frustrated with it and say, well, something's, something has to change because we're, we're not seeing government work. And uh, I think a lot of that comes down to, as I was saying, that we no longer understand how important it is to sit down and compromise and come to some sort of uh, resolution and, and you know, pass some policies that are going to be helpful to people. If you, if you go back and look at the, uh, the founding of, of our nation, the, uh, all the compromises that went into our Constitution, uh, you, you go back and look at the history, and people talk about our, our, you know, our, our founders, and they, they like to talk about what they did, which you know, we all need to be grateful for, uh, one thing that uh, they did a lot of was was compromise when they came together because they knew that there are a lot of varied interests in the country. And in order to bring us all together, they had to compromise. And the Constitution is full of those compromises. You are listening to Closer Look. I'm Ed Lenane here in Washington talking with Congressman Dan Lipinski from Illinois' 3rd District. Let's take a look at that 3rd District now. I think what it lacks in size, it's one of the 50th smallest districts in the country. It certainly makes up more than the sheer number of people that you represent. It features a great variety in ethnicity among the population as well. What are the challenges in seeking to represent that kind of diversity for you? Well, it, there is, uh, it is a diverse district. I, the district is about one-third in the city of Chicago, and the uh, two-thirds of it, the rest of it, is in the southwestern suburbs of the the city reaching down into uh, into Joliet. So there is a lot of diversity in the areas that that it covers. Uh, I just think it's important for me, and I spend a lot of time going through my district and, and visiting with constituents throughout the district. Uh, I am home every weekend. I, I come in uh, just in time for the first vote of the week, and as soon as the last vote of the week is over, I, <laughs> I fly home. Uh, my wife, Judy, uh, stays uh, back in the district. Uh, she's back 
back there working uh, many hours while I'm while I'm gone. Uh, so I, I think the important thing that uh, I've always felt is it, that I need to get around and listen to people, and that's you know, a big part of my job as a representative. I think another important aspect of the district is the amount of different transportation modes and needs. You've got a major airport in Midway, numerous ways to travel throughout the district. You've got rail, you've got federal highways, along with an active shipping canal as well. I can see why serving on the House Transportation Committee is extremely important in representing the district. Well, ever since the Transportation was, Committee was, um, uh, was created back after the Second World War, at that time it was a Public Works Committee, the representative of this district has served on that committee. Uh, so this has always been considered to be the transportation seat of the, uh, of the Chicago region. And it's, you know, that's why I serve on, on the committee and, you know, everyone has to, uh, you know, unless you're working, working from home and even if you're working, working from home, you need to get the, uh, the kids to school. You need to get to the, get to the store. You need to get, get to church. Transportation is critical for everyone every day. Uh, recently, uh, there was news of, of positive talk between party leadership and the White House on the need to invest about two a trillion dollars on the nation's infrastructure needs. I would imagine then your role on the Transportation Committee would play a, a pretty big part in future negotiations. So talk about how something like this would help the 3rd District. Well, there, we have terrible problems with congestion in the Chicago area. And so we really need uh, funding to fix roads, to you know, pr- provide, you know, widen some of the uh, the highways. Uh, we, we have bridges that uh, are really uh, in bad shape. Also, public transportation. Uh, public transportation is re- very big in, in my district, in, in our region, and you know, both commuter rail, uh, bus, rapid transit is all in need of, of greater funding so we can move more, more people around. So an infrastructure bill would be extremely helpful for, for my district. You mentioned before uh, your work on, on really wanting to be bipartisan. There are things that Democrats and Republicans can both work on and get done. I know the 3rd District, primarily Democratic, Democrats winning most congressional races over the past 25 years, has voted for the Democratic candidate in the last seven presidential elections. It does, however, lean a little more socially conservative than other Democratic districts around the country. Uh, that said, you had your toughest re-election campaign last year against a more uh, liberal candidate on social issues. Uh, you expect that trend of tougher fights ahead if you run again? Well, I uh, already am I'm looking at my next uh, next primary. It, uh, it's 10 months away, and the it's already started. It's unfortunate when you, you run every two years uh, that uh, it sort of never ends. Um, that goes fast. It goes very fast. But <laughs> I am one of the last few pro-life Democrats remaining in the House of Representatives. And this is something that's very important to me. Uh, as a Democrat, I, as Democrats believe in protecting people who are, are vulnerable. And I think that's one of the, the key things about uh, the Democratic Party. And I think that uh, the life in the womb is the most vulnerable in our society today. And so to me, it makes perfect sense that as a Democrat, I would be pro-life. Unfortunately, uh, that's not the direction the party is going. There are a 
fewer and fewer pro-life elected representatives, although 30% of Democratic voters in the country say that they are pro-life. And I think it's a, a real problem for the party to push people who are pro-life out of the party. Uh, but most importantly, this is something that uh, I, I strongly believe in. Uh, I think science shows us that life begins at, at conception. Uh, this is not just an, an article of, of faith. Uh, and I think it's, uh, you know, it's something that I know I am, I'm not going to change on. Uh, I've seen others change, others flip on this issue, but uh, I, I will never do that. I will always stand strong because it's very important that, um, to stand up for the most vulnerable. You're listening to Closer Look. I'm Ed Lenane here in Washington. We're visiting with Congressman Dan Lipinski today from Illinois' 3rd District. Okay, a potential issue, um, ethylene oxide. The Illinois members of Congress, including yourself and both of Illinois' senators, asking for air quality monitoring for Lake County. So what's, uh, what's potentially going on that's on your radar, and how are you wanting the government to be involved in this? Well, there's a... Uh a plant that uh, sterilizes medical equipment that's just outside of my district, uh, just basically on the, on the line of my district. So the imp- it impacts people in my district. Uh, the uh, science ha- has shown recently that ethylene oxide, which is used to sterilize this medical equipment, is actually a, uh, a dangerous uh, carcinogen. And it's, this has been new, new science, new evidence that, that shows that. Uh, there's also been evidence that uh, cancer rates around this plant uh, have, have been higher uh, than, uh, than average. So it's something I, I've been working on to make sure that they, uh, they clean up. They, they're not emitting the ethylene oxide. I understand uh, that uh, why we need to have sterilized medical equipment, but uh, there needs to be a better way. They, they put up monitoring equipment. They found that the amount of ethylene oxide, uh, otherwise known as ETO, around the plant was, uh, was very high. And so actually the plant that's close to my district is, at least for now, the state of Illinois has shut it down, and we'll see what happens moving forward. But I think it's, it's important that uh, we take the science into, uh, uh, into account and make sure people are protected. Mm. All right, let's talk about another issue really facing the whole country, and that's domestic violence. Earlier this year, you were a co-sponsor of the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act. Common sense dictates this is certainly needed. So let's talk about some of the current gaps in current law that the reauthorized act would attempt to address. Well, uh, one of the the issues is the Violence Against Women Act uh, has expired uh, I think it's very important that we provide women who you know, have been victims of domestic violence with all the help that we can provide for them. Actually, at the State of the Union address this year, I had a Chicago police officer who, who actually, his mother was uh, killed uh, when he was very young uh, by, her, by her partner. And he, she was a police officer. He's grown up, became a Chicago police officer, and, and he does work at a local domestic violence shelter, which I uh, visited with him uh, earlier this year. And they're talking about all the needs that uh, are out there to help uh, women who are, uh, you know, are, are victims of domestic violence. And I think there's more that you know, we can do, the government can do to step up and, and help these women. 
You've also been active on job-boosting legislation, most recently a Buy American bill that targets federal agencies. How so, and how does this help the 3rd District? Well, I think that uh, most Americans believe that their taxpayer dollars, their hard-earned dollars that go to the government, should be used to uh, employ Americans, not, not, to, uh, n- not to buy goods that, uh, you know, not purchase them from, from overseas, from outside the country. And so what that legislation would do was to close some of the loopholes in our current Buy American laws, uh, because all too often these loopholes are used to, to buy goods that are coming from, from other countries. And I, I think, uh, you know, as a large majority of Americans say, you know, their tax dollars should be used to purchase American goods and, and American services and, and help out their fellow Americans. One more on the jobs front. I noticed you're working on legislation that seeks to improve apprenticeship programs. Talk about that. What's the goal here? Well, apprenticeship programs are opportunities for for young people to get to better know, you know, when they're young, a, uh, you know, whether it's in a a job as, say, in the building construction trades where apprenticeships are, have been used for, for many years, but uh, I've also visited some some companies uh, that uh, you know white collar careers, where they're they've begun apprenticeship programs to be able to show young people uh, what they you know what their opportunities are, what what kind of jobs are out there and and available, and sort of uh, bring them in as they're in school, as they're attending college to to get the experience and you know if nothing else to just teach them what it's like to be out in the uh, out in the working world, and I, and I think uh, a lot more of that is is needed uh, t- to make sure that uh, young people are are prepared to work. You talked to before about being able to fly home each weekend. You mentioned your wife Judy. I was going to ask you about the balance between home life and w- life here in Washington. You've been at this for a while. How have you been able to make that work? Well, it, it's tough, and it, it's still after. Um, you know, it's my 15th year uh, coming to Washington. It's still difficult every week to uh, to leave uh, leave Judy behind. Uh, it, um, you know, Judy is the greatest blessing that God has given me in in my life. And uh, it, uh, you know, we we make sure we we talk every uh, every night. Um, you know, probably at least half an hour, or maybe an hour every night, just to make sure we're 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 keeping connected. Uh, there's nothing more important to me than than that, and I don't have a, any greater responsibility than uh, uh, than my marriage and and my wife. So you know it, it's tough, but uh, we we make sure that uh, we take the time for each other. How would you then mentor the incoming freshmen here in Congress about that same thing? Hey, been here a while. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I would suggest to you. Well, I, I think it's very important to uh, to keep that that connection. I, I know I I learned from uh, my father. My father was the same way with uh, with, with my mother. Uh, I know that uh, he would he would talk to her. Uh, I, I think uh, every night and every morning he would talk to her on the phone. And I, I think that's uh, you know, that's critically important. And then you know never uh, y- you can never forget always remember keep your uh keep your spouse uh in mind and everything that uh that you are doing and know that it's going to take some some extra effort and and we 
work very long hours out here and uh, you still need to take the time though to uh you know to make that uh, make that call back home and when necessary you know if there's times that you need to be home for for something for your wife or for for your children uh, even if it means uh missing missing some votes um you know missing out on some opportunity in Washington that uh, you could have you you should do that it's you need to do those things and uh if that's how you uh you you make your your marriage strong and make your marriage survive you already mentioned uh, preparing for your next campaign right the next election no matter what the future holds and whenever your time in congress uh, congressman does come to an end what's the one thing that you hope your constituents of the third district will remember you by well i, I hope that they remember that uh i stood up for those who who needed someone to to be there be their champion and i've always talked about being a champion for for the middle class uh you know one of the best things that uh i hear from my constituents when i go home is uh people who say you know i trust you and you really stand up for us you stand up for the middle class you stand up for for the little guy uh I, those other politicians don't don't do that but but you do and that always you know makes makes me feel makes me feel good that i'm i'm doing my job the the right way and uh, that that includes also as i said the most vulnerable you know being being pro life and standing up for for un, unborn children so those are things that i hope that uh, people remember me by but uh, you know you know god is uh, god is in control uh, I'm not planning on leaving here anytime soon, but uh, I will. Uh, I will. I will do whatever, whatever God uh, directs me, and uh, I, I just thank Him every day for the opportunities and all that He's given me. Congressman Dan Lipinski, who represents Illinois' third district, our guest here on Closer Look. Congressman, thank you for letting us come by today. Thank you. This has been Caleb Closer Look. Find us online at caleb.com.